Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second series in the Data and AI channel on IBM Tech TV. I'm Kinga Parrott, Chief Tech Evangelist and your host for the Open Education for AI series. In these five episodes, we explore the concept of open education for artificial intelligence. The series begins with a discussion about open education with Arya Cherning from Duke University. The next two episodes will cover an overview and then a deeper dive of the Open Data Science Curriculum Project Open DS for All with Susan Davidson and Zach Ives from the University of Pennsylvania. The fourth episode covers the experience, lessons, and pitfalls of adopting Open DS for All curriculum with the Professor Jennifer Priestley from Kennesaw State University. And the last one covers the challenges higher education institutions face in the introduction of AI into their programs and how open education resources are critical to speed up the process. I'm really looking forward to sharing these five episodes with you, recording straight from my home. Today, we are going to talk about open education with Arya Chernik. Arya is a huge proponent of the concept of open education. She is Associate Pro Professor of the Practice at the Innovation and Entrepreneurship Initiative at Duke University and co-founder and co-director of the Open Design Studio, Duke University. Arya, it is great to have you here with us. Um, education today looks pretty much the same way as it looked uh, in the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. A, someone builds the material that is then distributed via um, a limited number of institutions and some professors. And it is mainly a standardized and very memorizing kind of, of uh, way of, of learning. But you are working really hard to change this. So tell us what the Open Education Initiative is. Thank you. Yeah. So open education means something a little bit different to everyone. Um, so that's been part of the reason that it hasn't, uh, that the, ex that the rate of innovation and in education hasn't been accelerated. Um, open education for some people is really looking at the, the economics of knowledge production and open education means that educational resources are provided at no or very little cost. And, you know, some of the most kind of recognizable examples are things like Khan Academy or Wikipedia. Um, and, and these are critical. Um, to open education and to creating uh, a, a education innovation more broadly speaking. However, uh, thinking about open education in terms of cost alone has not really transformed education. If we really want to think about the transformative power of open, then I think about open pedagogy, uh, which is really thinking about how open source principles um, and methodologies become translated into philosophies of teaching and learning. Tell me a little bit more about open pedagogy. 
Yeah, so open pedagogy underscores the free, not only as in free as in no cost, but free as in liberation. So the aspects of free as in freedom that we have seen in the open source software and open source culture movements uh, within an education context. So, you know, the, the distinction between the economic and liberatory aspects of free is rooted in open source. So when we think about an open source approach or a open pedagogical approach to education, uh, we we think about the uh, guiding principles and methodologies like transparency and access to information, active inclusivity, collaboration and community, and iterative design and adaptability. That is that is really fascinating. The way that education has thought about bringing what has been so successful in technology to education. What are, what are the elements or components of open education, or is there even such a thing as elements and components? Yes, there very much is such a thing. Um, so for me, the thing that feels so important in terms of open, open education and more specifically open pedagogy is that it really resists standardization and a much more control and command or discipline and punish uh, approach to education. So with, uh, for instance, transparency and access to, to information, so often the real hallmarks of uh, a, a, a unit of learning. So for instance, a curriculum or even a lesson plan is so deeply tied to standardized assessment. And with open pedagogy and things like uh, transparency and co-design, teachers and students are together creating assessments that are very much rooted in authentic learning, student-driven learning, and transparency is of the utmost importance in terms of cre uh, creating assessments and policies that underscore individuality and not standardization. That is a really interesting way of really changing education from a very standardized approach to understanding the individuality. So tell me a little bit more about the co-creation piece. That, that sounds like a very interesting, very different from the teacher who stands up in front of the class and talks to the class. What on in a book that exists, what does co-creation really mean in this case? Co-creation respects the fact that knowledge is a communal product and a communal process. So when we think about how we learn naturally, it's very much about remix. It's about learning a little bit, remixing, building onto it, taking from different sources, taking from different things that we've learned and that we've seen and that we've heard and building it and making it better together and much more robust and alive together. Knowledge in its, in its essence is, is a living form. And so co-creation 
respects and kind of privileges that understanding of knowledge as something that is alive and very much part of a community. So when we think of of knowledge as largely co-creative, that immediately also allows us to think about the necessity for things like interdisciplinarity, cross-sector, knowledge creation. Knowledge is not a static element that is created only within the walls of an institution or a classroom. Knowledge is a very human uh, and humanizing force that thrives through collaboration and community. It's not only co-creation, like you said, within the institution, but it's broader than the institution itself. So when it's broader than the institution itself, I I assume it creates um, a type of resource, right? And when I read about open education, one of the things that they talk about is open education resources. So how like let, let's talk about open education resources how they're created how they're distributed yeah so open education resources again um means many different things and and it can be as small as um one one hour lesson um that is then shared freely with a community, or it can be an entire curriculum. It can even be broader than that. It can even be the infrastructure for a program. But the, you know, especially when we're talking about skills and competencies that students, that all people need to thrive in the world today, those competencies are around things that are changing very quickly, especially if we're talking about technology and not just content. If we're talking about technology literacy, data literacy, or, uh, you know, information literacy, it can take years for things to trickle into uh, an educational institution. So, uh, you know, industry can play a really important role in collaborating with institutions and bringing the knowledge that they have and their understanding of the rapid pace of change in today's world to help create resources that can then be shared broadly within and way beyond the university. So that really is a great segue to talk about how IBM and Red Hat have been really involved in, in, in open education in the, from the technology perspective. And one of the things that we've worked on is an open education resource, I'm gonna use that word, for data science. And so the, the project is, is, is called and is available today, the Open Source Data Science Curriculum Kit and it lives on GitHub and it has been um, developed. So the basis of it was developed by a group of professors from the University of Pennsylvania, but now it's on GitHub and it's that means that it's available to any student, any professor, any institution to take advantage of it. The ability to have free or low cost resources in this case, completely free that can be utilized, that can be modified or made better by 
whether it's new technologies or new domain expertise and can be put back into, into that core curriculum kit so that can be used by others, but it can also grow. So tell me a little bit about growth because we talked about it once and I love that concept. Yes. So, so you've hit on exactly the power of open to bring communities, people together. So when, you know, this is what you've been talking about is really the idea of remix. And so people contribute to something and, and it, it becomes more robust. Um, and it becomes both broader and deeper at times. So the way I think about open within an educational context is that it really resists these dominant power structures, which have prevented transformative change in education um, for way too many years. So when we have the ability to remix and we have the ability to think about different sources of authority, different sources of creativity. When we think about knowledge production be occurring in different contexts and within different communities that aren't always um, foregrounded in terms of what we think about as scholarly communities, this allows for... Um, this allows for a much kind of richer tapestry of knowledge. It does certainly do that. And, and we've seen it in this case where there's a, a seed of, of material, but professors who have taken it to, to leverage or build their own programs are already contributing back to it. And so it'll become stronger. And we imagine that this data science resource becomes so broad and so much more available to people that different um, disciplines will be able to take from it, but also put back into it. So I imagine uh, biology, mathematics, uh, finance, they will take this op open data science um, curricula transform it into their domain expertise and then bring it back and make it that much bigger and richer than it already is. That That's right. And I think that's a just such a wonderful, clear example of the power of Remix and the power of having something that has a core of commonality and a core of co-creation, but yet is flexible enough to be adapted across different disciplines. And even really the idea of a discipline, I mean, even the, 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 the language, right, the rhetoric of disciplinarity feels um, very out of touch with the fluidity with which people learn in terms of the context, where they learn, how they learn. You know, this whole idea that you, um, that you go deep into a discipline without regard for other disciplines is is really kind of a relic of the standardization and the the command and control kind of way we've been thinking about education. It really is fascinating. And I'm so excited for the work that you are doing to change the way that we teach our children in our country. 
I believe it'll have a huge impact in the future. I look forward to everything that is coming out of the design studio. I look forward to everything that's coming out of Duke University. I look forward to a different world based on open pedagogy, based on community, based on growth, and based on individuality. Thank you yeah. so much for joining us today. Is there anything else you would like to add to what we've already talked about, Aria? I love the way that you've been talking about just now, kind of the the world and that connection between education and the world and pedagogy in the world. And I think open pedagogy reflects the world that we want to see. So at the Open Design Studio, we talk about teaching and learning and creating and co-designing solutions for the world we want to see. And that world is empathetic, it's collaborative, it's equitable, it's a place where we celebrate inspired work and we are empowered and encouraged to live inspired lives where people are encouraged to participate in lives that fulfill them and that enrich other people. And so for me, open pedagogy reflects the world that I want to see. 